What can the darkness and challenges in our lives teach us? How do we find the hidden gifts in the pain that we face? Is it possible that the dark is always really seeking the light? In today's episode, we're going deeper into this theme of resurrection, rising into the light and finding the hidden meaning and gifts in the darkness. This is part two of the resurrection series. And in this session today, we're going to give you a very simple method to tune in with what's really going on. What is life asking of you? How do you receive the gift, experience a transformation, and continue applying this to every area of your life? Welcome. Many blessings. Thank you for your beautiful presence. So we're talking about how to understand the hidden benefits, the hidden secrets in the challenging situations that life presents to us. And to begin with, it's really useful to assess your past. Can you think of one time, and I'm sure there are many, but just think of one time where something that was very challenging for you turned out to be a huge blessing. Just tune into it for a moment. When was a time when some, everything seemed like it had gone wrong, but it turned out to really help you in the long run? A useful exercise you can do is to think of all the times that this has happened. I imagine you've come up with at least one thing. We just work with lots of people all over the world and we ask them these sort of questions quite a lot. And we found that most people, including ourselves, have had the greatest transformation after a major chaos, major out, you know, some sort of problem happened or setback, some sort of crisis, something smashed us, you know, something happened. And then we freaked out. <laughs> Oh my God, it's just the worst thing ever. And then later on, it turned out to be a huge blessing. And if you want to write something in the chat, you're welcome to, just to help other people. And what is going on with these things? We, we live in a universe and we have to ask ourselves a question. Is it a benevolent universe or is it a random universe? Right, which one is it? If we live in a random universe, then nothing has any meaning and there's no point to it. And we don't, luckily, we don't live in a universe like that. We live in a universe that has significance, that has meaning, that has certain forces at work. And one of those forces is what we call a Vinash force. Vinash means destruction. And what these forces do is they come in from outside, or they might be feelings, or they might be thoughts. And when we are off track in one way or another, they come in and they target that part of us, which could do with some tweaking. They kind of get, get exactly wherever it needs to go, wherever, whatever we need to learn. It comes in exactly in that situation. And 
And when it happens normally, we don't like it because it's unpleasant. Vinash forces are painful. They are a form of pain. It could be emotional pain, financial pain, mental pain. It could be relationship troubles. It could be all kinds of things, but it, it targets exactly where it needs to. And I remember when I was 14 years old, when I was 14, my mother started doing meditation and she was very excited about it. And she, I saw her have a profound change in her personality within about three months. All of a sudden she went from depressed to happy and relaxed and she stopped giving me a hard time. And I thought it was the best thing ever. And she tried to teach me meditation, but I frankly wasn't interested because I was too young and I wanted to do naughty things and I would go out on parties and stay up all night and I started doing drugs with my friends and I was just living the usual teenage life and as the years went by by the time I got to about 18 I was addicted to drugs I was depressed I felt like there was a dying old man inside of me pulling at my insides and squeezing me. I felt like I was being crushed. And this awful pain started getting worse and worse and worse. And no matter how much drugs I did, how much I drank, how much I watched TV, nothing made it go away. And if any of you have ever been depressed, you know what I'm talking about, where it, nothing you do helps. It's a, such a dark and awful place. And after that got worse and worse and worse and worse, I finally snapped and I said, all right, why don't I give this meditation a try? My mother's been trying to get me to do it for years and years, and I've always ignored it. But I thought, what have I got to lose? The drugs don't work. I'm completely lost. So I went to the class and she told us about some spiritual things, that we're spiritual beings. And I unexpectedly had an out-of-body experience in the meditation where I was pulled out of my body and I was shown my future, a future reality that I'd never even thought about before. I saw myself meditating, I saw myself being free and happy. When I came back in my body, I decided right there that I needed to let go of the things that were harming me. And I decided that I needed to start doing these new things, meditation. So instead of going to bed late and waking up really late and smoking and drinking and wasting my time and watching loads of TV, I started getting up early. I started having a clean diet. I started going to a meditation center. And I started feeling profoundly more blissful, more happy. I remember feel, lying down in bed one evening on a Friday night when all my friends were out drinking and doing drugs and I was on my own lying in bed Friday night and I had never been happier in my life <laughs> because I was having this beautiful spiritual energy. I felt natural happiness. And so I'd let go of some things that I was attached to that pain had forced me to clear that out and I'd brought in these sacred new things and because of that my entire life completely changed completely changed from that moment 
And since then I've traveled the world and I've been teaching meditation and living in beautiful places. And just, I'm just amazed at the sort of life that I've ended up having because of that moment. If that hadn't happened, if that pain hadn't happened, if I hadn't got so depressed, if the drugs hadn't stopped working, I have no idea where I'd be now. I would not be here doing this talk. I would probably be doing something rather different. So that that was one of the most distressing times of my life, but it completely changed everything. And it made me embark on a new path, clearing away old things and bringing in new things. Mm. Powerful. It's so powerful. This kind of assessing the plus and the minus. What do I need to do? What do I need to change or add? And what do I need to remove? We'll be going deeper into that too. It's really interesting when we look at the dark challenges in our lives and the pain and sometimes there's so much involved in it. There's so much involved karmically. There's so many entanglements and, and such that it can be quite confusing at the time. It's like literally if we're in the dark and we're in a dark room, we can't actually see you know, where's the door? <laughs> how do I, how do I get out of here? But yet we know from life experience that there is good, that there is benevolence, that there is light that wants to shine forth. And I came up with a term <laughs> for myself when I was going through a challenging period of time. And it was that, that there's there's a sort of reality of a dark grace, a black grace. It's not the sort of grace that is bright and flowery and beautiful. It's the sort of grace that's that's dark, but it's still grace. It's dark and it maybe it's painful and it's challenging, but there's still this enormous potentiality of light that wants to birth forth. And I feel like that's an awareness we can have when we are moving through something challenging. I remember I was tuning into that. I have something, a health condition called POTS, and it can leave me feeling pretty, pretty broken and helpless a lot of the time. And What's beautiful, though, is I feel like it pushes me to my edge in a way that awakens these sorts of realizations and awakens a lot of transformation and change. And, and, and if nothing else, when we're going through really difficult things, goodness, does it awaken compassion? Does it awaken love? Does it awaken such a deep faith in the unseen and the spiritual in the subtle support that we can receive in our lives, even if we're very challenged, you know, on a physical level. So I'm going to give a, a current example to go deeper into how do we find the gift. On one hand, Michael's talked about tuning in with the plus and the negative. What do we need to add? What do we need to remove? And, and also that trust and that there's good. And then the other aspect is addressing whatever it is on every level of life. So physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Everything we face, everything we need to heal, we need to look at it on 
all three of these levels. So practical example is this entire week I've had a headache. I kind of still have it. It's if you've ever had that experience where you have a headache and you usually expect it to go away like the next day, but it just doesn't go away. <laughs> if anyone has ever experienced that, I feel you. It's it's definitely interesting. But there's already been there have already been so many blessings that that have come through this. So let's just take this example of the headache. So assessing it physically, and these are the types of questions you can ask. I was really tuning into well, what can I do to lessen the pain? What can I do to help myself move forward, help myself when future headaches come as well? And there was there was this awareness, and if you've ever had headaches or migraines, of you know, ice can be really helpful. And I'll give blessings to Michael over here, found this like cooling ice pack hat, which is so awesome. Ice pack hat, yeah. If you, anyone has migraines, you might want to get one. They, um, it's like a hat, but it has ice on it. So it surrounds your whole head. So really cool. Strength of pain. Really cool. Just awesome. So physically, there is that realization. Okay, that that that's a helpful tool. Don't Sedona is starting to get really hot. So there's the physical awareness. Okay, summer's here. Do not go outside in the middle of the day walking around without a hat on in the sun. Like that's bad, a physical cue. That's idea. a practical learning. So we look at on this physical level. Okay, what can I do differently? And then looking at it on a mental and emotional level, I was looking at what do I need to let go of in my life? You know, what responsibilities, what tasks am I doing that are not in alignment with my life force that's maybe putting this extra pressure on my head, on my being, what what am I meant to be letting go of? And that sparked quite a glorious transformation, actually. There are a lot of things that I've been able to let go of this week and give to others, delegate in the work that we do, that is a huge blessing these other souls really want to do those things. I'm not meant to do them. And then that frees me up to use my energy and my life force for what I'm genuinely meant to be doing. And that is a win for everyone. That realignment on that, that mental, emotional level. Also that openness and willingness to receive support. So often I've seen for myself and when I talk to our students, our clients, people in, people in our life, I notice that oftentimes the challengers are forcing us to receive when we otherwise would not. I had the great blessing of running into a dear, dear friend of mine who was also a doctor and he's retired and now he's facing his own health challenges. And he's given so much his whole life that as I was talking to him, one of the awarenesses I had was, wow, well, he's now being forced to receive. Mm -hmm. So often this is a part of it emotionally and mentally. Can you allow yourself to be supported and receive support? So, <laughs> so essential. And then on a spiritual level, really with this headache, going into deeper levels of surrender and being an instrument. It's not me, it's not mine. Give it all to God. 
give all that offload, all of that pressure, that responsibility to the divine, assign it to the one beyond and open yourself. Don't resist, surrender, accept, and come to a level of peace with what is. This spiritual awareness is invaluable and the deeper we can go into it, even if these these challenges push us there more and more deeply, it's ultimately a great victory and a great win for the spirit, even if <laughs> even if there's some suffering involved. So, you know, just with this simple example of this headache this week, there has already been an enormous amount of light, an enormous amount of grace for myself, for those in my life. So, and I'm still feeling it somewhat, you know, I'm a little, little spaced out, but it's all good, you know, and it, and it's such a gift to be able to share this example with you this week that what perfect timing that, wow, I could use this really practical, timely example. Maybe a lot of you have experienced headaches or lasting headaches and kind of break it down of, of how we can look at these challenges on every level and learn and grow. Sometimes it will go away, whatever it is quickly. Sometimes it won't. There are a lot of factors involved. And ultimately we do whatever we can to help ourselves. And Michael and I were talking yesterday, God helps those who help themselves. We do whatever we can to help ourselves and we surrender the rest. Ultimately we're not in control and coming to a level of peace and serenity with that. Mm, such a beautiful story. It's so true. So tune into your yourself, your life. What is life telling you? What are the messages that are coming through? On every level, on every level. It's fascinating when you tune into it. If you have a relationship issue, for example, then let's say there's conflict or something's not right. Well, what could you do on a physical level differently with the relationship? What could you remove? What could you stop doing? What could you start doing? And then on an emotional level, what's going on? What could be released? And what could you bring forth? And on a spiritual level, you know, so you can apply this to anything and there are all these levels and we need to figure out which level is the most important in the moment mm -hmm. because there's normally one where there's a major shift needed. Mm -hmm. Health is obvious in many cases. For example, if someone's sick, they, they eat a certain food and then they get bloated and they feel terrible. Then, you know, the message is fairly clear. Don't eat that food and eat something else instead, you know. Um, unfortunately, a lot of people refuse to do that. So it gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And then they end up having to get an operation at the extreme. So it just goes on and on and on and on and on. And then they say, I'm not going to change. I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop eating this stuff, no matter what anyone tells me. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, so it's, it's, we can laugh about it, but it, it's a very serious problem. So if we can learn the lesson and we can say, I need to stop that and start doing this. 
It might be that we're eating too much because we're emotionally disturbed and we're feeding ourselves as a comfort mechanism. So then maybe we could look at the emotions, what needs to change on that level. Exactly. I mean, it's such a rewarding process. This is the work, like the work, you know, that we're here to do. And so when we can embrace this dark grace (laughs) that is so beautiful and that unlocks so much light, unlocks so much transformation, when we can embrace it, stop resisting, open your arms and say, okay, what is life asking of me? What do I need to learn? I trust that this is in my highest good. I trust life is accurate. (laughs) There are no mistakes. This is not a, a mistake. This is not a coincidence. This isn't a glitch in the perfection of the divine unfolding. This is here for a reason. And let me open myself. Let me embrace. Let me explore. Let me learn. And so this also is something that comes into really your meditation practice, your prayer, your your surrender. And it becomes part of the your whole transformation, part of the whole picture, very integrated versus, okay, here's me over here. And then here's this dark problem that I don't really know why it's there. And I kind of just want to shove it away and pretend it doesn't exist but rather you welcome it in and integrate it. And then that really becomes the launching pad from which you move into your next level, your next level of consciousness, your next level of life and service in the world. Mm. You know, many years ago, we were actually thinking of doing a podcast series called What's in the Way is the Way. Mm -hmm. Because... That's exactly what we're talking about here, is what's in the way is the way. We're not living some random life. Everything that happens is here for a reason. And it's the lessons are right here, right now. Not somewhere else. They're here. (laughs) This is it. If we can look at them, if we can see them. And then when we do see them, it's really obvious. Oh my God, I need to change this thing. What it requires, though, is us not being in victim consciousness. As soon as we start thinking, I'm a victim, it's not my fault, it's nothing I can do about it, it's these people's fault, it's the government, it's this, it's that, it's that, the other, then we can't take the benefit from the opportunities we have to take action or to shift our attitude. And sometimes it takes a while to get out of that victim consciousness and take have the courage to do something about it. I'll give you a story about this. I remember I was thinking, why is it that I'm having such a hard time getting things done that I want to do with my business? And I was blaming the team for it. And why aren't they doing stuff? And what's wrong with everyone? Blaming Ariel. <laughs> uh, blaming Ariel. What's she? Why isn't she doing stuff? You know, I was like, what is going on here? I've got all these projects. They're not getting finished. So I was in victim consciousness. I was in blame consciousness. And then I decided to step back 
and take a good look at myself and do this practice for which we're sharing. And I thought to myself, all right, what do I need to learn? What is this teaching me? And on an emotional, mental, spiritual level, the lesson that I discovered after meditating a little bit was that I needed to develop patience. Patience. Giving Michael a round of thank applause you, multiple you, times you. here. Yes. <laughs> patience. And I also needed to develop focus. Thank you very much. Focus on one, <laughs> More on one thing, applause. on one thing, right? So what I realized is that we had way too many things going on at the same time. So everyone's confused and overwhelmed about what's important. So I had to remove basically everything except one main thing, right? So if you look at, we have a board outside, our business board. So it's got this big board and it has, this is our supremely essential transformation. This is the main thing to focus on. And it's one thing rather than 10, normally our board had like 10 or 15 things on it. And everyone can just focus on one thing along with the basic stuff that needs to be done. And as a result of that, we all know what we're doing. I don't feel frustrated because I can focus my attention. All of us as a team can focus. And as a result of that, things are moving smoothly forward. And it doesn't feel like there's like a tornado <laughs> of, of energy and like this and that and that and the other, but we're able to really bring our energy together, united and move forward. And really this applies to anything we're working on, the patience and the focus required to create change and transformation. So we can look at any situation and say, all right, let me stop blaming, complaining, making excuses, being a victim. Then we can say, all right, draw a line down the middle. What do I need to add? And what do I need to remove? Many, many, many times, the most important thing actually is to remove things. In some cases, if all you did differently is remove certain things, and you didn't add anything else at all, you just remove stuff, your whole life would remarkably improve. Hmm, ease and grace, that, that glorious letting go, that glorious removal. And, you know, when adding things, sometimes and oftentimes there's things that aren't in our normal comfort zone or they're kind of off our radar or we don't think it applies to something that could help us. We think maybe it's for other people. Like one example you might see if you're on Insight Timer, I'm wearing these funny socks and no, I'm not a soccer player. <laughs> I did play varsity volleyball in high school, however, but that's not why I'm wearing them. It's not for athletics. It's to it's their compression sleeves to make sure I don't faint on this call <sighs> while I'm talking to you. And for the longest time I resisted it. Like it came in so many times. My mother um, was saying, Oh, you know, I spoke to this woman and she said, you know, one of the key things for, for pots is having these compression sleeves. And I would see it come up online and, uh, and, 
different articles or videos. And I just kept thinking, no, that's not for me. I don't need, I don't need that. That's for other people. <laughs> that's not going to help me. I don't need that. And, and, you know, of course I'm, I'm still struggling, uh, physically. And then finally, this, this woman who was going to do some editing for us mentioned, yeah, have you ever tried compression socks, <laughs> like compression sleeves? And I'm like, huh, okay. How many times is that now? Like 20, 30 times. All right, Ariel, let's just give it a try. You know what I mean? And it's definitely one of the most profound um, supports physically that I've experienced. It's just, they're super helpful, like incredible, such a great support. And so I just have to laugh at myself like, wow. And sometimes we can do this where we resist the support <laughs> that's trying to come in and we hear it again and again and again. We think, oh, that's for someone else, not for me. And then when we finally open ourselves to receive it, like, wow, huh, could have done that sooner. What a blessing, you know, what a, mm. what a support. It's funny, and especially letting things go. Often, oftentimes we know in our hearts we need to let go of something. It could be a bad habit. It could be too much time on social media. It could be watching too many Netflix series or whatever, right? There's, it could be letting go of a relationship. We talk to a lot of clients. We have a lot of clients, and we often hear people saying, I know I need to let this thing go. I need to let it go. And we're not here to make people do anything. It's up to them. And then finally, one day, they actually do let it go. And they're like, oh, my God, it's such a huge relief. I can't believe this took me so long. I feel so much better. So <laughs> there's so many things that are right. Each one of us in our life, there is right here, right now. And when we decide to make these changes... It's like massive burden is dropped. And then that Vinash force, that's the pain is trying to get us to change. The pain is coming in saying, change, 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 change. Saying, excuse me, change, excuse me, change. Excuse me. And it's like prodding us with a stick. <laughs> then it gets a baseball bat. Do you know what I mean? Then, you know, <laughs> after a while, okay, 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 okay. So then we get the message. And then, ah, the peace after the storm. This has happened so many times in our lives. Um, in relationships, oftentimes we are in unhealthy relationships and we are attached to people. We don't want to let them go and, you know, we try and make it work. But then when we realize if it can't be worked out, when you let it go, ah, it's, it's like a, another life opens up. So it's really both sides letting go. There's, there's things you can think of probably right now that you've been aware of needing to let go of. And then adding, what support do you need to receive? What's been trying to come in that maybe you've been resisting or pushing away? And, you know, I know so many people who we have a spiritual life coach certification and maybe people are aware, okay, I need to receive some sort of spiritual life coaching, some sort of therapy, but they're like, no, no, maybe I don't need it. I can get by on my own. But then when they finally open to receive the support, so much light comes in and it's a gift to yourself to receive. And it's a gift to the person giving. It's a gift to the person giving to give. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
It's so, it's so blessed. It's so blessed. So you can no doubt think of things already as we're speaking. What's trying to come in? What needs to, to go out the door? And so we'll go into a journal exercise on this because we want to help you kind of ground this in today and write it down and, you know, create some steps. So you can take a moment. I, I really am a bit old fashioned. I love pen and paper. I think it's such a profound experience to <laughs> write something down. And I think it really does something wonderful for your brain. So get a pen and paper if you can. If you really would prefer um, something digital, that's fine too. But we're going to guide you in, in a little exercise here in a moment to to explore this more deeply for yourself in this supportive, safe environment of this lovely spiritual energy field and community. Yeah. And you can do this exercise we're about to share every new moon or every month or on special occasions, as well as when you're suffering and need to do something. Because the more we do this practice, the more we can start making real changes and feel so much better. And like I actually, right over there, I have a little sheet that's similar to what we're doing right now because it's a new month and we want to do something new. All right, so let's jump into it. Where should they, where do you want to start? Wonderful. So if you have a pen and paper, that will actually be the easiest for what we're going to do. And you're going to draw a line down the middle. Right, this is Michael's vision. So tell yeah, draw them a line down the middle and then put a plus on one side and a minus on the other side. And the plus represents things that will uplift you, that you want to bring into your life. Receiving support of help, some type. Help, support. And the things that are on the minus side are things that are draining you, things that are causing you harm, things that you know in your heart need to be released. And perhaps on the plus side, there might be some support, some support you need to receive in order to release those things. So you're just you know, starting to tune in with this. And we recommend starting with perhaps one challenge in your life. Yeah, pick one, one challenge. One thing at a time. Yeah, pick one, one main thing that you're dealing with and then think, okay, what do I need to bring in spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, on any level? Because there are different levels we've been talking about. So focus on one level at a time. Um, or however it flows for you is fine, really. I know it's fine, but in essence, you've got what are you adding? What are you removing? And assess it. Let's start with on the the physical level. What practically, physically, do you need to let go of? What practically, physically can support you? Is there something new you're not aware of? Like that ice pack headache hat I mentioned. Those are amazing. There might be something off your radar. So it could even be researching to see if there's something that could support you more. Yeah, and you can spend as long as you need to on this later on as well. And then you can think, okay, for this problem, this challenge, 
What are the things emotionally that you need to release? And things that you can bring in. So mental and emotional here. So that might be learning things or it might be practicing letting go techniques. Could be shifts in relationships, shifts in work, responsibilities, anything that feels like it's a factor for you on a mental, emotional level. And then you can look at it spiritually. What spiritual nourishment do you need? What spiritual transformation? Oftentimes there's an element of surrender, maybe all the time. <laughs> and also, what do you need to add or receive? Perhaps more time for your meditation, more time for your prayer more time connecting with the divine. Perhaps connecting more on calls like this in spiritual community, in this sacred container where you are supported by other beautiful souls. And you can look at this on the other levels of life as well. Maybe there's a financial thing going on, stressing you out. Sometimes we are spending too much money on things we don't need to, and we're not spending money on things that would help us. So sometimes there's a need to change that. Really nothing's off limits. What's true is true. And you know, you know, it's it's there in you. It's there. And if you're not fully aware yet, then oh, just open yourself with that patience, with that trust that the knowingness will come, especially as you open to it. So as you meditate on this, you'll have a clear vision gradually of here's this problem. Here are the things I need to add to make my life better, that's going to help solve this problem. And here's the things that need to be released to help solve the problem. And once you've done that, I would recommend that you choose one main thing to focus on to begin with, because trying to change all of these things on all these levels is probably not going to happen in one go. So just tune into what is the number one thing you could do that's going to support you in getting the message and making a difference. You could kind of note the priority level, you know, star the things that are first priority. And feel free if anyone would like to to share anything in this group, if you'd love that extra support and love and blessings and accountability. And I would personally love to read your comments. So if there's anyone here, I do think I've seen Melanie's face popping around. 
for anyone else we know, if you, if one of you can copy and paste all of these comments and email them to us, that would be amazing. Um, we would love to just personally give all of you a lot of blessings and light for who you are and anything you've shared. And, you know, the power of blessings is profound for all of us to give and receive and support each other. So anyone who can, who knows us, um, if you could copy and paste these comments and email them to us. That would be amazing. And we'd love to support you. Yeah, so just tune into it. This is a short version, but we you can take your time later on and you can apply this to any issues you're having and you, it's going to give you that insight. Your unconscious, your subconscious, deeper part of you knows what is going on. If you just sit with it long enough, things will start to bubble up from below and you just write them down and go, oh my God, I need to do this or I need to stop doing that. Some things we know about, some things are actually unconscious and we are not aware of what we're doing wrong. We just don't know. You can also ask other people because um, typically other people <laughs> can see our weaknesses quite clearly, whereas we can't see them ourselves necessarily. And, that, and just that requires openness, humility, you know, to really receive and to realize that, well, first of all, whoever you're asking, you know, ask the one you trust who will deliver it with love. And to really be open with that humility to hear whatever it is you need to hear. And even if it's a little bit hard to hear, it's medicine and it's good, you know, and you, you trust that. Mm. So lovely to be with all of you and yeah. to, you know, share on these deep topics. And there's those of you here listening live and there's many who will listen after with the spiritual recharge podcast and it's just so beautiful you know if we collapse time we're really all here together it's you know at once in this beautiful conversation that is so transformative for ourselves individually and our family our human spiritual family collectively it's such deep work that as you do this work you're really opening up that door in consciousness for others to do it too, you know, for others to heal as well. So it's just grace all around. It really is. Mm, it's such a blessing. And when we do these things that we know in our hearts, in our heart of hearts, that are going to make a huge difference, it brings a lot of enthusiasm and joy back to life because we're excited to, to live when we start making these shifts and clearing things out. Our whole life gets better. We're meant to be having a beautiful life. We're designed for having a beautiful life. And when we make these changes, the good energy starts flowing towards us again, very strongly, and things start getting better and better and better. So initially it might be slow progress, but once the momentum is created, then we start really feeling feeling that things are on the up, 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 up and away. Mm. Such a beautiful feeling. <laughs> Fun and games. Amazing. And when we come together in community, there really is that enormous support and 
momentum that can come because we're we're not alone and we know we're not alone and we're you know we're doing this together which which is so beautiful and we're so grateful for your presence for being here ah so thank you for being here and this is a very simple little practice you can do any time to reveal to yourself what is really going on, what the secret lessons are in challenging situations. And even though some of these things might take a little while to change, they might take a week, they might take a month, they might take several years in some cases. But when we start moving in the right direction, we start to feel better emotionally and spiritually and then physically as well. And that gives us hope and it really gives us the courage to do it in other areas of our life as well. So you can start applying this to different things until many, many of these things that have been lingering in the background all get taken care of and cleaned up and purified and brought to the light. Exactly. And you're stronger and wiser than ever before. You're in an even a more beautiful place because of those challenges. So one of my favorite topics by far, and we just noticed that Insight Timer, I think, added something called workshop. So Michael and I are going to tune in with that. Maybe we'll go deeper on one with this topic of what's in the way is the way. So perhaps we'll be connecting with more of you there as well. Next week, we will be connecting again Sunday, same time. And it will be from Michael McIntosh's profile. So join us again next week. Such an honor to be with you. We can see your your faces a little bit on the screen from a distance. If it's possible to read your comments, we're going to love to. And those of you listening live listening after we love you so thank you for being here thank you sending so much love wishing you a beautiful beautiful week many 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 blessings namaste namaste bye <laughs> lots of love <laughs> that was so sweet. Yeah. My goodness. Very sweet. Very sweet. So we're with our special souls on the special phone. Special inner circle here. Inner circle. <clears throat> yeah, we have Anna from Italy. Brother Ken, of course, the one and only from Sedona. Manpreet. What a blessing. Mm, Manpreet. Amazing. I and love Catherine it. from the UK. Oh. Lots of love to you, Catherine. Great. Manpreet, good to hear from you. So we're just going to, well, Manpreet has asked us some questions. Good. And then we had one that came in ahead of time, Michael. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. I've got it here. Cool. So Manpreet says, my story, oh, he's been writing stories. Let's have a look what we have here. So lessons from Vinash Forces. I was suffering from a 12 hour work week. 
life was feeling meaningless and I wasn't able to spend more time with my family. Life was so busy at a physical level and had an accident, mental, emotional level, and I was suffering from depression, anxiety, lost and confused. Spiritual level, I learned self-love, value myself, accept, detoxing, gratitude, surrender. Mm, Mm. Beautiful, Manpreet. And then he slowed down, joined Awaken Academy, and is working towards his human design, Gene Keys, and haven't had clients, but my transformation still continues. You will have clients, Manpreet. You just need a good offer. Sharing your story. Share your story. Share the story. And as you share your story, people are drawn to connect with you. They feel that you understand them. You know, they know that you've been there. Yeah. Make sure you connect with the right people who you resonate with and resonate with you. Share your story to the right people and the right needs and you will be all right. So congratulations, Manpri. This is great. It's, um, these are very deep transformations. Often they're very painful until they get better. And then they turn out to be a huge relief. So we had a question from Ravi. What is the simplest way to open the third eye and be in a state of being awake? The easiest way? Was that the question? The simplest way. The simplest way. Huh. Well, good job for asking for the simplest way rather than the hardest way. You know, the third eye isn't obviously a physical thing. It's a spiritual awareness. So the easiest, simplest thing is is to look within your mind Go, go within, look inside, and see yourself <laughs> as a shining, radiant sun. See yourself as a powerful, spiritual light, shining and smiling. And as soon as you are in the consciousness that I am, I am that beautiful shining light. I am bodiless divine light. (laughs) It should tickle you from the inside because it's fascinating shift in consciousness. And if that's all you did, then your third eye is open. And the key is to stay in that awareness as much as you can over and over again. So we might be aware of that right now. And then something happens and we get caught up into other things, but then we bring it back. Then you wake up again. And then you wake up again, then you wake up again, and then you wake up again. And after a while, that starts to become more of a habit. Mm. Hmm, beautiful, beautiful. And connecting with the Supreme 
Param Atma, <laughs> Supreme Soul, Source of Light. That presence really unlocks the third eye, unlocks the intellect, the buddhi, wisdom center. And this practice that we talk about in this podcast and in the Raja Yoga course is the highest union. So Raja Yoga, highest union union of yourself that shining light with the supreme shining light so your personal direct link with god and the sheer power of that connection is the simplest way to unlock (laughs) and open your third eye So I recommend going deeper into that practice. We have a lot of resources on the Raja Yoga online website, in the Spiritual Recharge podcast. Keep deepening in your connection and I have no doubt you will experience many miracles. Mm, Yes. Catherine says, thank you. Catherine says, thank you so much for everything you give. It's helped me so much. So many, many blessings. Stay well with love. Catherine. Mm, Lots of love, Catherine. Thank you for your presence. It's beautiful. Yeah, life is teaching us lots and lots and lots of lessons. All the time. Are we listening? There was another question that had come in a few weeks ago, Michael, um, but we never took about the subconscious mind. Do you remember that? Yeah, something about the subconscious mind. I think maybe like the easiest way to use the power of the subconscious mind. Maybe you can just speak to the subconscious. Yeah, well, I'm glad everyone wants the easiest way because we could give you the hardest way as well. If you want. <laughs> This is such a great topic. We could do a whole class on this, but um, this applies. Let's think, how does this apply to the lesson today we were talking about? Life is giving us lessons all the time. We're not always aware of what what the lessons are because we are busy. But the subconscious mind is just such a wonderful thing. It really is. If you drive a car, your your subconscious mind is driving your car. That's how great it is. It can drive a car. It can take care of the whole body while you're asleep and while you're awake. The subconscious mind gives us all our best ideas. It's um, it's genius. So what we can do, the easiest thing to do, is to very very calmly and lightly hold an intention at the side of our mind. So for example, let's say we're asking ourselves, what is life trying to tell me? What is life trying to tell me? Our conscious mind will have some ideas. It will say, oh, it must be this, it must be that. And you're kind of running around, it's like a bit of a conscious mind is almost like a little bit ADHD, a little bit like someone who's had too much coffee. 
conscious mind. And it won't be able to give you the answers you want. It's, it's going to come up with very superficial, logical, left brain answers, and that's not what we're looking for. So instead of that, what we do is we say, what is life trying to tell me? And instead of trying to answer it, we just hold the question at the side of our mind as if it's just off to the side, you know, like we have peripheral vision. It's kind of to the edge of our mind. And we just let it sit there without trying to solve anything. You just let it sit. And it takes a little bit of practice because the conscious mind gets edgy. Impatient. Impatient. It gets gets like a little bit um, frustrated and tense, right? So you have to keep it there anyway. So no, no, no. There's, there's this special power called the subconscious and it's going to work on this. It's going to start coming up with things. It's going to pull it down into the subconscious. If I leave it there long enough without trying to do anything, it will be pulled down into the subconscious into the secret, dark, strange place that we don't know what happens. The place of wonders and miracles. The miracle world. The miracle worker. The underland miracle world. (laughs) (laughs) And and then it's some magical things are going to happen and we can't see what they are because they're under the ocean inside of ourselves. We can't look into that. So then we just have to be patient while the miracle workers get to work and they're going to be doing all sorts of magical things and all sorts of fabulous experiments and they're going to be running around and doing everything for us and we don't know what they're doing. And then one fine day when we are not thinking about it at all, we're having a shower, we're going for a walk, we're lying in bed, we're doing something else, we're reading a book, all of a sudden the miracle workers will throw an idea up to the surface and this big bolt of light will come through and we'll go, ah, hang on a minute, what's that? Sometimes it they're not bolts of light, they're like very, very subtle, strange awarenesses. So you might, instead of getting this clear idea, you might get a feeling, hmm, I'm going to stand up and walk over to my bookshelf and pick up a book. And you don't know why you're doing it, you're not looking for a book. And you pick it up and you pick up the book and open the book to a certain page. And right there, on that page is exactly what you need. And you didn't even know why you picked up the book. This has happened to me a few times. Or it could be someone says something and you really pay attention or you're just inspired to go on Google and you find something that you weren't even really looking for. The subconscious works in very strange and miraculous and mysterious ways. And so we have to kind of allow it to show us in its own way. And often that's through symbols or through dreams or through strange feelings or through paying attention to things. So it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Definitely the way to go. Yeah. So instead of trying to figure it out logically, you just hold it to the side, let it fall down into the magic kingdom where they're going to figure it out for you and then be open to mysterious and strange things coming up from the subconscious that are trying to guide you in the right direction. And then your conscious mind can try and undecode what those subconscious signals are. 
and then you figure it out. Sometimes the subconscious gives it to you in one shot, really, really clear, but most of the time it's somewhat coded and mysterious. Mm, beautiful, beautiful, yeah. well said. And there it is. Beautiful. So sending everyone lots and lots of love, blessings, good vibrations. Have a beautiful week. Om Shanti. Many, many blessings. Namaste. Oceans of love. <laughs>